This is an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, July 31st, 2021. This week in security news. On six occasions this week, Alert USA subscribers were notified via SMS messages to their mobile devices regarding a variety of safety and security matters. First up, on Tuesday, Alert USA subscribers were notified that the CDC and State Department had issued parallel Level 4 travel advisories for Spain urging Americans to avoid all travel to the country due to high levels of COVID-19. Spain has experienced a sharp rise in coronavirus hospitalizations and deaths in the past four weeks, which have prompted authorities to impose fresh restrictions in many parts of the country. In turn, these new restrictions have triggered demonstrations and civil unrest. Similar to the alert issued last week for the United Kingdom, the State Department's advisory for Spain also points out that terrorist groups continue plotting possible attacks in the country. The advisory warns that terrorists may attack with little or no warning, targeting tourist locations in all manner of public, private, and government facilities. Listeners are reminded that in recent years, Al-Qaeda and then the Islamic State have been responsible for multiple significant attacks in Spain. These include the March 2004 Madrid train bombings, which killed 192 and injured more than 2,000 others, as well as the 2017 Barcelona and Cambrils vehicle ramming attacks that killed 14 and injured more than 130 others. Much of the stated motivation of the jihadists towards Spain comes from the fact that Muslim Moors from North Africa invaded and ruled over the Iberian Peninsula and what is now Spain and Portugal for more than 700 years. This ended in 1492 when the military efforts of multiple Christian states over hundreds of years, resulted in the fall of the Muslim kingdom. This victory and expulsion continues to be a thorn, with multiple extremist groups having since threatened to recapture the area, and in particular, a region of southern Spain referred to as Al-Andalus for inclusion in the caliphate. Shifting to COVID-related developments, on Friday of this week, Lechuasay subscribers were notified that due to increasing COVID-19 case numbers in the national capital region, The Department of Defense had ordered an increase in the health protection condition of the entire Pentagon reservation. The move to HPCon Bravo acknowledges an area is experiencing increased community transmission of the virus and triggers masking and social distancing protocols, testing requirements, limitations on travel, limits to the size of gatherings, and more. Approximately 27,000 military, civilian employees, and non-defense support personnel work inside of the Pentagon each day. Also announced on Thursday, President Biden has ordered the Defense Department to develop a plan to make vaccines for the novel coronavirus mandatory for all members of the U.S. military. At present, COVID-19 vaccinations are voluntary for service members because the vaccines do not yet have full approval by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Next up, three reports hit the spotlight this week that listeners might find interesting. The first was conducted by Bloomberg News. Sometime around the end of April of this year, the Centers for Disease Control stopped comprehensively tracking what are known as vaccine breakthrough cases. This is where a fully vaccinated person tests positive for COVID-19. At the time, the agency had identified just over 10,200 vaccine breakthrough cases across the United States. The CDC said in May that it would continue to collect data on breakthrough cases only if the infections resulted in hospitalization or death leaving a massive gap in the data needed to track the effectiveness of the vaccines. And just about the time that the CDC stopped tracking non-hospitalized breakthrough cases, case numbers for the new Delta variant of the virus were on the rise. Well, while the CDC may have stopped collecting the surveillance data, dozens of individual states did not. 
Bloomberg gathered data from 35 states and identified, get this, nearly 112,000 vaccine breakthrough cases through the end of July, which is more than 10 times the CDC's end of April tally. The Bloomberg report states health officials now believe it more readily causes symptomatic and contagious illness in vaccinated people. And in related news, this week's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report from the CDC contains a new paper looking at hundreds of cases of COVID-19 following a series of large public events in Barnstable County, Massachusetts. Testing identified the Delta variant in 90% of the individuals participating. Interestingly, viral loads of the vaccinated and unvaccinated participants were similar. Said differently, there was little variation in the amount of virus detected in the blood of the vaccinated versus the blood of the unvaccinated. These items alone raise interesting questions about the effectiveness of the vaccines at preventing infection or transmission of the Delta variant. And the third report that we wanted to highlight comes from SAGE, which is a UK government scientific advisory group for emergencies, S-A-G-E. SAGE provides scientific and technical advice to support government decision makers during emergencies. These are the UK's Wizards of SMART, collected together to offer national leaders insights and options during a national crisis. This week, SAGE published a document titled The Long-Term Evolution of SARS-CoV-2, which looks at potential scenarios that could emerge in the not-so-distant future. One of those scenarios, a new COVID variant that could kill up to one in three people, is a, quote, realistic possibility, unquote. The process, known as recombination, could lead to a strain with increased morbidity and mortality. For instance, a vaccine-resistant variant combining with a more transmissible Kent Alpha or India Delta variant. You can find an expanded version of this coverage, including links to these three reports, in the latest issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. Next up, in public health news, as of the time of this report's preparation Friday evening, Johns Hopkins University reports that there have been just over 613,000 deaths in the U.S. officially attributed to the SARS-CoV-2 virus. According to the CDC and the Assistant Secretary of Preparedness and Response, total new deaths in the U.S. over the last seven days were up to 2,072, which is a 33% increase over the previous seven-day period. Total confirmed COVID-19 hospital admissions in the U.S. over the last seven days was 38,326, which is an increase of 46% over the previous seven-day period. In Canada, active case numbers are on the rise again in Alberta and British Columbia. Last week, the U.S. government extended the closure of land borders with Canada through August 21st. In Latin America and the Caribbean, Brazil is back to leading the world in average daily new COVID infections and is again the regional leader in daily deaths, followed by Mexico, Colombia, Argentina, and Ecuador. In Europe, while many EU nations have reopened for business and are accepting travelers from the U.S., the continent is a patchwork of different rules and regulations, as well as widely differing COVID standings. This week, the UK, Spain, Russia, France, and Italy are reporting the most new infections each day. Russia is reporting the most daily deaths, followed by the UK and Spain. In travel security news, listeners are reminded that the federal mask mandate on public transportation remains in force for everyone, vaccinated or not, including on buses, trains, airplanes, and in stations and airports. Additionally, the CDC now requires all air passengers entering the United States, including U.S. citizens and legal permanent residents, to present a negative COVID-19 test taken within three calendar days of departure or proof of recovery from the virus within the last 90 days. If you are planning travel abroad this summer, regardless of the destination, 
you really need to have it all together to minimize risk and maximize safety. Alert USA strongly recommends checking out the U.S. State Department's travel website as well as that of the CDC for safety, security, and health considerations. We also recommend that you take a few minutes to register your trip with the State Department's Smart Traveler Enrollment Program. If things go bad, particularly in the second and third world, it is always useful for the State Department and Embassy to know that you are in country. Contingency plans should also be considered essential. If you get sick overseas, do you have the resources for medical treatment or an extended hospital stay? Does a family member or colleague know that you'll be out of the country? A few minutes of advanced planning and thought exercises can mean the difference between a minor inconvenience and an outright disastrous trip. In addition to U.S. government travel guidance, Alert USA also regularly recommends taking a few minutes to visit the equivalent websites of the Canadian, Australian, and British governments to see the travel guidance that those nations are providing to their citizens as threats, assessments, and travel restrictions can and do vary. You can find more on each of these stories in the latest issue of the Threat Journal email newsletter. If you are not already a subscriber, simply visit ThreatJournal.com and sign up today. The publication is free, and a copy of this week's issue will be immediately sent to you via email. If you would like to receive breaking threat and incident alerts on your mobile device, visit AlertsUSA.com. AlertsUSA continues to monitor the overall domestic and international threat environment and will immediately notify service subscribers via SMS messages and email of new alerts, warnings, and advisories, or any other factors which signal a change in the overall threat picture for American citizens as events warrant. This has been an Alert USA Threat Journal, Homeland Security Weekly Update for Saturday, July 31st, 2021.